Hello and welcome to Hot Issues of the Week, a weekly feature covering the major news headlines of the past week in Korea. I'm Emily Jennings. Thank you for tuning in. South Korea advanced to round of 16 in World Cup with shock win over Portugal. Ex-security advisor detained over 2020 shooting death of a South Korean citizen by North Korean soldiers. And South Korea, the US and Japan made back-to-back announcements of sanctions against North Korean entities and individuals. These are the week's hot issues. Stay tuned. South Korea made it through to the round of 16 in the 2022 World Cup on Friday in Qatar, with a stoppage time goal securing a victory over Portugal, as well as the three points needed to clinch second place in the group. Theme Korea was assisted by a win for Uruguay, who kept Ghana at bay while not scoring enough to surpass Korea. The Taeguk Warriors will now face favourites Brazil in their first knockout stage match next week. Tom McCarthy brings us the details. South Korea advanced to the round of 16 in the 2022 Qatar World Cup with a 2-1 come-from-behind victory over Portugal in their third and final Group A match at Education City Stadium in Al Rayon on Friday, local time. Group leaders Portugal scored in the fifth minute, but Korea managed to respond 22 minutes later when an Ikanyin corner kick deflected off Portuguese captain Cristiano Ronaldo and fell to defender Kim Yong-won, who slotted it into the net. Both sides went in search of a breakthrough in the second half, but none came until the 91st minute, when a Portugal corner was cleared to Team Korea's talisman, Son Heung-min, who sprinted up the pitch to the edge of Portugal's goal box. Surrounded by defenders, he slid a pinpoint pass into the path of substitute Hwang Hee-chan, whose low shot was out of reach for the Portuguese goalkeeper to put Korea up 2-1. It was still not over, however, with the results of the other Group H match happening simultaneously between Ghana and Uruguay having a direct impact on the group rankings. Uruguay struck twice in the first half to push Ghana to the last in the group, but the 2-0 scoreline was not enough for the South Americans to pass Korea on points, goal difference or goals for, delivering Korea to the round of 16 for the first time in 12 years. After the game, Korea captain Son said the team deserves to be praised, but they will soon push the reset button and start fresh again to produce another miracle. In the 2018 Russia World Cup, we did our best, but we couldn't achieve this kind of result. I'm very happy that we got the result this time, and I'm so proud of my teammates. The Teguk Warriors now turn their attention to preparations for their first knockout round match against five-time winners Brazil, who finished atop their group with two wins and one loss. In the match against the world-ranked number one side at Stadium 974 in Rasa Abud on Monday, the South Koreans will be hoping that Brazil's underwhelming scoring rate will keep Team Korea in the match as they look to repeat the success of 20 years ago on home soil when Korea stunned footballing powerhouses to reach the semifinals and finish fourth. Tom McCarthy, KBS World Radio News. Former National Security Advisor Saul Hoon has been detained in connection with the previous government's handling of the 2020 shooting death of a South Korean fisheries official by North Korean soldiers. The warrant was issued Saturday ahead of the upcoming trial with the Seoul Central District Court citing the gravity of the crime and possible evidence destruction in view of the suspect's status and ties with other figures. This marks the first arrest of a senior official of the previous Moon Jae-in administration. 
The former spy chief and national security adviser at the time of the incident is accused of deciding to conceal the North's killing of E. Day June in 2020 and instructing government agencies to delete related intelligence during a minister's meeting held the day after his death. He is also suspected of ordering the Defence Ministry, the Intelligence Agency and the Coast Guard to fabricate reports to make it seem as if E defected to the North. Meanwhile, on Thursday, former President Moon warned the incumbent administration not to cross the line in its investigation into the case. Moon claims that related authorities are now overturning previous conclusions based on the same information and circumstantial evidence that had formed the basis for his own administration's very different findings at the time. South Korea, the US and Japan made back-to-back announcements of sanctions against North Korean entities and individuals linked to the regime's nuclear and missile development. The trilateral coordination is an apparent effort to maximise the efficacy of a global push to restrain Pyongyang's nuclear weapons development amid a lack of progress by the, nation, by the United Nations Security Council. Kim So-yun reports. South Korea, the U.S. and Japan introduced simultaneous new sanctions against North Korea on Friday, reflecting their united front to clamp down on the regime's repeated provocations. This comes as permanent members China and Russia fiercely opposed further restrictive action against North Korea within the U.N. Security Council. Washington's call for the council's presidential statement censoring North Korea was met with a tepid response. Early Friday, the U.S. first designated three high-ranking officials of the North's ruling Workers' Party for their involvement in the regime's development of weapons of mass destruction and intercontinental ballistic missiles. Seoul then followed up by expanding its blacklist, adding eight North Korean individuals and seven agencies linked to Pyongyang's nuclear and missile development, as well as its evasion of sanctions. Tokyo, for its part, named three new agencies and one individual. The three countries' simultaneous announcements are apparently aimed at drawing the international community's attention and maximizing the efficacy of a global clampdown. The designations by the three allies also intersect and overlap with each other, which will likely make it more challenging for the North to dodge restrictions. The three sides are reportedly mulling over the introduction of further sanctions targeting Pyongyang's shipping and cyber industries, as they suspect the regime is injecting profits from illicit cyber activities into nuclear and missile development. Kim Soyeon, KBS World Radio News. An umbrella labour union staged massive rallies Saturday afternoon in Seoul and Busan amid an ongoing strike by unionised cargo truck drivers. The labour protest by the Korean Federation of Trade Unions, KCTU, kicked off at 2pm outside the National Assembly in Seoul and at Busan, Newport. Truckers nationwide began a general strike Thursday last week, hampering freight deliveries across the country as they demand an extension of minimum wage guarantees. An official of KCTU said the trucker strike is a fight for the entire confederation that must be won and vowed to step up the momentum of the walkout and crush the Yoon Suk Yul administration's anti-labour suppression. The group plans more simultaneous rallies across the country at 2pm Tuesday. Gatherings could take place at key locations in sync with the regional chapters of the Cargo Trucker Solidarity Union. Meanwhile, the government will begin imposing penalties from Monday on striking cement truckers who fail to comply with the return to work order. The first non-compliance will result in suspended work for up to 30 days. If they don't comply for the second time, truckers will lose their licence. 
According to the Transport Ministry on Friday, a joint government team has completed on-site inspections at 201 cement transport companies to identify who are on strike. A second survey from Monday will seek to determine if transport operations have resumed. For those transport firms failing to do so, the ministry can notify local authorities to issue administrative measures such as a business suspension. That's all for Hot Issues this week. Thanks for staying with us and join us again next week. I'm Emily Jennings, signing off.